0: in john 14 so if you'll grab your bibles you might remember that the disciples are with jesus and the world has been turned upside down even though jesus uh, you know the things he was doing were absolutely phenomenal in regards to their future and their their eternal future but it will come with an incredible stressful weekend that will change their lives completely They've been following this guy around, they've been calling him rabbi and Lord and you are the Messiah, you are the Son of God. But in actuality, just like when we worship, I'm not sure we fully quite understand when they're saying these things. Just like sometimes when we worship, we don't quite understand what we're saying to our Lord and Savior. And I'm convinced that none of these guys knew that Jesus was fixing to go to a Roman crucifixion you can tell by the way they act. Uh, they, you know, that, you know uh, g- coming up to this point, they were fighting about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And no one was willing to wash anybody's feet. And they're just having a, a normal night. And within hours, their Lord and Savior will be taken away from them, tried, beaten, and crucified. And for these guys. And there's nothing that they can do about it. And as for men, th- this is a problem because we're fixers. And if we're not able to fix something, I mean, that, that's a problem for us. For us to be able to walk in and say, hey, I can, I can do something about that. I can fix that. We feel good when that happens, you know. And this is a personality that God gives us. But they won't be able to fix this. And they're having dinner. And Christ is saying some things that, are sort of, that they sort of get but not completely and he said some really cool stuff, and then also some really disturbing stuff, all kind of woven together. And one of you, he says, will betray me. And Judas suddenly realizes that God knows. He knows what he's been up to. Have you ever had that realization? Boy, if the Lord ever finds out what I'm doing, but Judas is totally busted. I mean, he, he bells. And, and the other guys are like, well, what's going on? They have no clue. This is weird, Judas, he must be going and doing something for Christ, you know? So he says, one of you will betray me and all of you will deny me. And of course, Peter speaks up. Oh, not me, Lord. Hello, you, you know me, Lord, I would never do this. And, and Jesus is like, well, since you spoke up, Peter, Let's talk about you. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. The Lord could have gone around the table and told every one of these guys how they would betray him or deny him, I mean, at that point, but he doesn't. But Peter's the w- one that spoke up. So he says, before the sun rises, you're going to deny me three different times. Three different times before the, uh, you know, the, uh, before, before sun up. And, and we talked about that last week. And Jesus says... I'm going away, and where I'm going, you cannot come. And they're all like, why? Where are you going? They just don't get it. And this is really interesting because this is a holiday weekend they're having. It's like they've been cramming for a final they didn't know they had to take. Do you you ever feel like that? You're cramming for this final and you didn't even know you were taking the class? You're like, who signed me up for this? I mean, what is going on? Supposed to be a nice Passover. They're supposed to be enjoying everything. And Jesus had made all the arrangements. No one else had to do all the work. But, but there's a stress that is there. And they're filling it. And Jesus knows that they are filling it. So in John 14:1, he starts to confront them. Or not confront them, comfort them. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place of where I'm going. It's almost like he's going on a trip, like a weekend getaway from all the stressed-out stuff that's been going on. They have no idea what stands between Jesus and eternal life. It's a tremendous supreme sacrifice that he is about to go through, that, he, you know, that he's going to make here at this point. Nonetheless, they are troubled enough for the Lord to look at them, you know, look them in the eye and say, Do not let your heart be troubled i know what you're feeling right now guys don't be troubled that is how are you feeling i'm doing just fine lord no you're not your heart's troubled don't be troubled matthew how are you doing great you got to remember these guys Um, you know they're they're thinking how do we answer these questions how's it going good needing comfort nope troubled Uh uh-uh (laughs) <laughs> and the Lord's just looking at him going, You're all troubled. Just don't be. Relax a little bit. This is what's so beautiful about Jesus. He doesn't even ask. He doesn't go, Hey, anybody, raise your hands. Are, are you feeling a little troubled? I mean, that's a women's Bible study. Now, ladies, don't get upset with me. I'm, I'm going to talk about the men here in a second, okay? Don't get me wrong here. But women can kind of fall apart sometimes easily, right? All of a sudden, they're emotional. And, and as guys, we just kind of stand around going, okay, uh, when's this gonna be over? You know, we, we just don't know how to handle it. But for guys, we fall apart completely different, don't we? We fall apart and we don't even know it. The doctor could tell that you're falling apart. The employees can tell you're falling apart. Your child can tell you're falling apart. Your wife could tell you that you're falling apart. And people are like, well, how are you doing? We're just like, I'm doing just fine need anything nope I'm a guy I don't need anything and Jesus looks at these guys and says don't let your heart be troubled they look around going well who's he talking to not me I mean I'm a guy you know Judas just left it must have been him you know John don't let your heart be troubled Lord why would my heart be troubled guys you're going to understand later basically saying do not let your heart be troubled troubled now when you look at the greek like i did i looked this up troubled means something very special it means troubled trouble is like a washing machine when it does the clothes and every so often it gets off balance and the machine's in trouble and it's like dancing around the the room going you know and, and it's troubled do not let your washing machine be troubled don't get off balance what is going on here Oh, nothing, Pastor, I'm just doing a little laundry, you know. Really? <laughs> you look troubled. Oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not. Do you know that troubled is also the, the word for, for what wind does to the waves? The wind's coming in, you know, do not let your heart be, in the, and the wind's blowing, it's like, and the waves are just going unbelievably. That is troubled. And we're like, oh, it's just a little weather, don't worry, just a little hurricane going through my heart. It will pass. Jesus has already calmed the waters of the sea in front of them. Now he's going to calm down their hearts. And that is harder. You know, it's easy for the Lord to speak to a uh, storm because the, the, the storm doesn't have its own will. But to speak to our will, totally different. Because we all know that our will and God's will are at war sometimes. Do you know how many layers of resistance you have around your heart? We even go to God this morning, and, and some of us will talk to, uh, you know, talk to God, and, but there's a resistance there. Why? Because we have all these layers. Well, I can solve my own problems, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps. The Lord, you know, we kind of have the mindset that the Lord helps those who help themselves I need to fix this problem before I go to church, I need to fix this problem before I can do such and such for the Lord. You know, even though I'm driving around with my, you know, my knuckles on the, you know, my knuckles are white from the steering wheels, I'm holding it so so tight, but I'm not troubled. You know, I'm just working it through here. Trying to give God some options, you know, because even He doesn't know what to do. Everyone in the house can sleep tonight, But, you know, I'm up, but I'm not troubled. Everybody relax. I am not troubled. I said everybody relax. Now, we don't put it in those terms, but that's how we act. He says do not. Did you know in the Bible the words do not mean it's a a command? Thou shalt not, for all those people who grew up, you know, with the King James Version of the Bible, and the Ten Commandments. Ironically, those are the things that in our humanness, that we wanted to do those. But troubled, I don't want to be troubled. Oh, really? Well, it's not actually my will. I wouldn't want to be troubled. I, I you know, I, I would desire, I, I, you know, would I desire to be troubled? I, you know, you think I would want to bring the stress upon myself? No, come on, get off it. As soon as everything works out, I won't be stressed. If God would just work out this stuff, if he would just take care of the stuff, then I wouldn't be stressed. All I need him to do, wait a minute, wait, I, I got my list here. And pull out my list, and it's a list of 30 different things that we want God to do to take care of our trouble. You know, I made this last night when I was up all night, but I'm not troubled. You know, Jesus says to these guys, and then he had them go through this, you know, this terrible week the toughest week of their lifetime. And ironically, he could have saved them from that week. And doesn't this bug you about God? He says, I'm going to take you through this one. I'm going to take you completely through it. Though, do not let. Now let. You know, it, it's kind of, <laughs> We'll get to the word let in a second, but I love this. Going back to that take you through it. You know, you know the, 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 the Old Testament passage of yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and stuff. And it's not jump around, it's not jump over, it's not go around, it's not tunnel underneath. He even says yea at the beginning. And I don't think it's a yea passage. I know it's an Old, text, uh, Old Testament type of writing and they don't really mean yea, you know. But still it kind of comes across that way if you're not paying attention. But he's like, I'm going to take you through it. I'm going to be there with you. Do not let. Let is, what kind of word is let? Let is a control word. We wouldn't know, uh, 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 we wouldn't know about that, would we? Do not let. What's another word for let? Allow? Like, you know, uh, let is like the door, or allow is like the door to your heart that someone's kind of Knocking on, and we're like, do not open that door. Do not let, you know, do not let. Do not let Alan's heart be troubled. Put your name in there. What happens to your, you know, in your heart? Okay, I mean, I know it's bleeding, not bleeding, beating. I know it's you know blood going through there and it's pumping you know boom 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 boom, but this is not what I'm talking about. But at the same time, it's sort of what I'm talking about because when we're troubled, it affects our heart. What is really in your heart? Your decisions, your relationships. Do not let anything or everything in your relationships trouble you. Okay, Lord, sorry, my bad. That is all I have to do. I thought this was gonna be hard, you know. Just don't let it bother me. Just don't allow it to bother me. Do not let Alan's heart be troubled. Now we focus on that, but what's the second part of that verse? Trust in God, trust also in me. Oh, wait a second. You mean I don't have to do this on my own? Because I wouldn't know how to do that on my own. I've tried that. He would never give us a command that he wouldn't help us out with. That's the whole point of why he left the Holy Spirit to live within us. Do not let your heart be troubled. And then the rest of the verse, trust in God, trust also in me. And we're like, oh, okay, okay. Still hard, but with help, My perspective starts to change, especially when I know and understand and think it through that God is in control. He is saying this today, knowing that our Father in heaven is in control, and tomorrow he will be hanging on the cross. The ground will be shaking, and the guys should remember this verse. But Lord, all these different things are happening in my life right now. That makes me, you know, say, if there was a God, if there was a God, wait, 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 there is a God. Is there a God? Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a God. Okay. But I'm mad at that God right now. Do not let your heart be troubled, he says. Trust in God. Trust also in me. If you don't believe in God, then you're doomed to have a troubled heart the rest of your life. I can't help you further with that. If you can't get past the idea of there's a God or not, we can't even make it to Jesus and the Holy Spirit helping us. I can make you laugh, I can distract you, you know, I can buy you lunch, but I can't do anything else. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he says. Trust in God, trust also in me. Now, not just any God, not just any path, but Jesus Christ. Believe also in me, and you don't even know what I'm about to do for you. He's basically saying, I'm fixing to go to the cross, and you don't even understand it. And, you know, he sheds his blood, and by his stripes, that's him being beaten, his his blood being spilled on the ground. And he says, you will be healed from this, so you'll be able to receive salvation. Verse two, it says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Now, some translations use the word mansion and what do you think of when you think of mansion? You think of, you know, this land and the hill, you know, the hill rising up to this big house on the, you know, on top of the hill and, and all that. And, you know, go to the hilltop. And we've even written songs about all that kind of stuff. But, but the Bible doesn't say that. The NIV kind of went the opposite direction, it says rooms. Like Jesus is going to build a dorm. You know, all, you think back to college, you know, for those that lived in a dorm. So the King James is all royal, you know, takes us to the mansion. But, but the, you know, the NIV is like, no, 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 no. We get a room, you get a little cubby back there. We're not really sure, but the Greek word is mone. It means a completely safe and permanent dwelling place. That's where, what he's preparing, and that's where he's going to bring us to. Some of us go to the word completely safe and we go back into our memory banks and we go, okay, yeah, I kinda understand that, you know? Uh, and some of us go with the word permanent, you know? And they go back to the memory banks and go, man, I've lived in this town or I've lived in this house forever in a sense. And we would say this, I know one thing about this world, nothing is completely safe or permanent. And you know what? You're right. In this world, nothing is completely safe Are permanent you know uh, because we're not a part of this life we have a whole different world that we belong to and that's the spiritual world of God we're about a life that Jesus is going to prepare for us he says I'm going there to prepare a place for you it's like he's our building contractor you know and we've just won the spiritual lottery And, and it's not about building but it's about safety. It's about a permanent place with God. I go to prepare a permanent place or a safe place for you. And in my father's house, there are many, 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 many rooms. And the Greek word for many is so much more than you could ever count. My father's house has more and more rooms than you could ever imagine. Safe and permanent place and I'm going away, and I'm preparing it. You know, it's so cool he doesn't say, I've prepared it already for you, you know, because God is wealthy, right? He owns everything and he could do that. But he says, I am having it prepared. I am going there. You know, he's not saying, well, I have a construction company working right there. And and the name of that company, you know, is uh, the Angelic Construction Company, the ACC, you know, and they got their logo. It's a really cool logo on the van and they just come up and they just, no, he's personally going to the cross, he is personally going to release the captives from the underworld he is personally coming to explain it all to us and he personally promised the holy spirit so we have you know to some way in some way we have to survive until that day comes you know that he comes back for us or he takes us early by what we call death i go to prepare a place for you a safe and permanent place that, is, that, that, uh, uh, that you will be in. I love that he uses the word is in, which is a great spiritual concept for us. It is in my Father's house. I'm going to take care of you. Guys, everything is going to be okay. Do not let your heart be troubled by the things of this world by the silly things that have been bugging you the last few days. But pastor, they're not silly things. This thing is unsolvable. Really, it's unsolvable. Tell that to the Lord Jesus Christ who rose from the grave and beat death. We would say that's impossible, yet he did the impossible. Who solves everything in his own way? And in his own time. And he tells you, stop letting your heart be troubled. And you are giving yourself a heart attack. You're giving yourself an ulcer. You're giving yourself, you know, anxiety or an aneurysm. You're wrecking your marriage. You're wrecking your relationship with your kids. You're yelling at people who should never be yelled at. All because you're wanting to yell at yourself. But you don't know how to yell at yourself. All you want is your problem to be solved. And Jesus says, you know, Jesus also says, come unto me all who are weary. And we go, okay, I guess I'm one of those. And heavy laden. Okay, I guess that would be me. And I will give you what? Rest. That goes right along with, do not let your heart be troubled. Think you can remember the verse that we did today? Do not let, and put your name in there. Do not let Alan's heart be troubled. Philippians says it this way. Do not be anxious about anything. Is this hard at all or is this easy? (laughs) This is hard. You know why? Because we go out there and we try to do it in the flesh. We try to do it by our own power, our own ways. And we are struggling with that. We cannot do this in our own flesh. The Holy Spirit of God what we call the comforter is going to have to come and fill us and come around us and cushion us from ourselves sometimes, but also from everyone else. And you're not gonna walk through life in this blissful, you know, nirvana just because you have the Holy Spirit. It is hard, but nothing should bother you with the help of the Holy Spirit. Of course, we're all bothered by something, right? Some of you are bothered by the fact that I think I'm funny up here. You know, I, I, I think I am. You know, some of you are bothered by the chairs that you sit in or, or, you know, how the stage looks or this or that, you know. Some of you are bothered by the person sitting next to you or behind you. Stuff is going to bother us. But it says, do not let our heart be troubled. We need to block it. Well, how do I do that? The Holy Spirit does it for you. It says, I send the comforter to you. I will not leave you alone, he says. I don't expect you to do it by yourself. What you have to do is to be still and know that he is God. And that in itself is a lifetime battle. I wish I could teach to you as if I do this all the time. But in actuality, you know, I only do it about half the time. I get stressed out, I call it task mode. Hello, my name is Alan Orr and I've been stressed out for about 51 years now, you know. But I can tell you that I get better through time and being with the Lord, ask Lisa, you know. uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm better. Question is, are you getting better? I let things go easier. I'm only stressed out maybe a third of the time now that, you know, that's an improvement for me. I learn how to sleep at night. Instead of staying awake, you know, and, and and playing God for an hour or so and making all the decisions, you know, uh, you know, he goes, "I want you to rest." Stuff doesn't bother me as much as it sh- as much as it did in the past. I don't stay up, you know, thinking of all these ideas of how to how to get through something. I start writing them down and I give it to the Lord. He told the guys, "Do not let your heart be troubled," and he said and on a night that stress would overwhelm them so much more than anything they had ever gone through before. So it must work. So how do I do this? I'd be still and know, that, know that, that he is the Lord. Philippians 4, 5, and 6 says, Be anxious about nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, in other words, it'll bypass all the understanding of why you should be stressed out, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So many other scriptures speak to this. Look them up this week. We could spend all day here, but I'm sure some of you are already stressed out by the time already. <coughs> but all we need to do today is to sit with these. Would it be a major victory in your life if you learned to live half the time that way? The way we just talked about, not being stressed out, giving things over to the Lord. Would that be a major victory for you? I'm not gonna say, okay, well then go out there and just do it. The church has been doing that for a long time. Everything I just told you is absolutely impossible, impossible in your humanness. You can't do it. What is that scripture? Nothing is impossible with our human thinking? (laughs) No, nothing is impossible with Jesus. With Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, God, he can solve everything. So why are we so stressed out? We need to hand it over to him. Well, let's pray as the worship team comes up and finishes us out for the day. Lord, we thank you so much for this life that you've given us. We pray that we, we keep it precious. We pray that we not stress out about the things of this world, knowing that we're gonna end up in heaven with you, that you're preparing a place for us. And in the right time, in the right place, you will come back and retrieve us. And we get to be in your kingdom. And that's an amazing thing. We get to be with the one true God who defeated death. Lord, I pray that, that protection around us, before we get to that point, that you help us through this life, that your Holy Spirit guide us and comfort us, help us not be so stressed, remind us who's ultimately in charge of this world, and that is you. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine down upon you. And when you hand things over to him, May he comfort you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.